The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. anymore when I'm seated at the table of the Lord I'm carried to the table the table of the Raise your hand if you know what he's singing about. Exactly know what he's singing about. That, that is a song specifically about somebody in Scripture. Now raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. That is a biblical song right there. The man that was carried to the table's name is Mephibosheth. You find Mephibosheth's story in 2 Samuel chapter 9. It is a tremendous type and shadow of what Jesus has done for you and me. I've preached the numerous messages from it. I'm almost pressed to do it again because there's just such a marvelous healing anointing right here, right now. Well, I think I just will. I think I'm going to do that. I have something entirely, something else planned, but it's all Pastor Alex's fault. So if we do have notes, don't pass them out. If you have already, well, pray in tongues. Amen. Sing it one more time. I was carried to the table, seated where I don't belong. Just stop right there. Pastor Alex, you're going to help me preach right now, all right? <laughs> Worship team, would you be seated except for the essential parts of your worship? Not that they're not essential, of course, but do you need your drummer and your bass player if you need him? Just pray. Okay, you guys can go. Danny, thank you. Thanks, Charlie. Second Samuel, David's become king. He's finally king. The young shepherd boy brought out of really obscurity, the young, ruddy, handsome David. A national hero becomes king. And the first thing he does is he calls for anyone who's left of the house of Saul. In 2 Kings 9, it says this. Now David said, Is there anyone who's left of the house of Saul so that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. He had made a covenant with this young man, Jonathan, Saul's son. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Zibiah. So when they had called him to David, 
The king said to him, are you Zibia? He said, at your service. Then the king said, verse 3, here in the New King James, 2 Samuel 9. Then the king said, is there still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Zibia said to the king, there is still the son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And the king and and Zibia said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Malachar, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. And the king David, then King David sent and brought him from the house. Verse 6, now Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David. He fell on his face. He prostrated himself. And he said, he said to David, pardon me, and David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. And I will restore, everybody say restore. I'll restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather. And you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and he said, What is your servant that you should look upon such as a dog as I? And the king called Azibia, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given your master's son all that belonged to Saul and all of his house, and you, therefore, and your sons, and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest, that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. And Zibia had 15 sons and 20 servants. And Zibia said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who dwelt in the house of Zibia were the servants of Mephibosheth. Verse 13. So Mephibosheth dwelt at Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. Very simply tonight, this. When David became king, in Saul's house back at the palace, terror struck the house of Saul. Because what a king would do when he became king is murder all the potential heirs to the throne. So well-meaning, if you, you can go and study this out, well-meaning, Mephibosheth's nurse picked him up and ran away to rescue his life. But in running away with the small boy, Mephibosheth, she dropped him. She dropped the small boy and his both his feet were lame. The, the young man was lame because of his nurse. And so he's crippled now. And he's brought to a place of Lodabar, which means like agony and suffering. Lodabar has meaning, and, and this is an impromptu message, so you can go study that. But he dwelt in a place of Lodabar, a place of, of, of sadness and loss and depression. And by the hands of another, it wasn't even his fault. It wasn't like he failed himself. I mean, his nurse dropped. And David, now becoming king, isn't like any other king. 
through which the lineage of David would come our Messiah. The New Testament says that the Old Testament is types and shadows of the greater thing to come. And so when we look at this text, we see David like Christ, who calls one who's basically cursed. If you're lame, you're unclean. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a real problem. And it wasn't like he was sitting in the lavishness of Lodabar. He'd lost everything from, from a prince to basically a pauper. And he had nothing. The king, David, comes. He takes his place. He takes the throne. And he calls for any in the house of Saul, which is an unthinkable thing for a king to do, that he might bless him, that he might show kindness, that he might show mercy, that he might show grace for the sake of David, for the sake of his friendship, his covenant relationship with Jonathan. They found Mephibosheth. They actually changed the dude's name. That wasn't his original name. His original name was Meribal. Do you know what that means? It means the queller of Baal or Baal, the destroyer of Baal. That's what his name means before he got a name change. Mephibosheth, I, I, I believe I, if I remember correctly, it means the mouth of shame. It means shame. And if I'm, if I'm incorrect, just go study for yourself. It's something like that. It's like, it's not a good name. So you go from the, the beater up of the devil, that's, that's his name, to Mr. Shame Mouth. And you didn't even do anything wrong. There is a great destruction that's happening in homes all over the land. We call it the destruction of the innocent. Children that are a part of homes and moms and dads fight and do drugs and all kinds of stuff. There is abuse. There is incest. There's on and on turmoil and upset. The kid didn't ask for it. She's born into the family. I'm so thankful for what God's doing through our children's ministry. What's God doing through our youth ministry? What God is doing through this church and, and the body of Christ. Because he's taking people like this Mephibosheth. And he's, he's raising up leaders to speak the word of truth to them. That you might have lost much. You might be dwelling in a place of Lodabar. A place of shame. Having a name change because of what somebody else has done to you. Your mom might have abandoned you. Your father might have been an alcoholic that beat you up one side and down the other. I don't know what you've been through. I just know that hurt and pain come to all of us. But this type, this, this shadow... Is a type and a shadow, a picture of Jesus. And how Jesus, as he took the throne, calls your name. He calls you. He calls you his own and he says, come. Come and I will take away your shame and I'll restore all that was stolen from you. And you can sit at my table and eat the bread of heaven all your days because I've done it for you. I did it for you. And, and I'm just telling you, it's an amazing story. We're going to sing this again. I'm done preaching. We're going to sing it again. I'm going to tell you, if you're here tonight, there is a marvelous healing power of God right here to free people from shame, to heal you of the wounds even of another, to loose you from the bondages of your past or maybe things that happened in your marriage or, or in your family when you were growing up, in a, when you were a small boy or a small girl. He'll restore you. And you can be seated at the table of the Lord all your life. Pastor Alex, 
sing with all your heart. And as you do, if this message touched you and you know God's touching, healing something into you, come to the front. I'll pray for you. God's going to touch you and heal you. Come on, stand with us and sing and worship. Was wounded and forsaken. Just come all the way to the front. I was scattered by the fall. Sing these words. Look at this Broken and forgotten. With all your heart. Feeling lost and all alone. Summoned by the King into the Master's course. Lifted by the Savior and cradled in Holy His Spirit. Arms. I was carried to the table, seated where I don't belong. Hannah and Danny, come. I was carried to the table. Swept away by his love And I don't see my brokenness anymore When I'm seated at the table of the Lord And I don't see And I don't see my brokenness anymore when I'm seated at the table of the Lord, I'm carried to the table. Holy Spirit. The table of the Lord. And fighting thoughts of fear, wondering why he called my name. Am I good enough to share this cup? This world has left me lame. Cause even in my weakness, the Savior called my name. And in His holy presence, healed and unashamed. I was carried to the table. I was carried to the table, swept away by his love. And I don't see my brokenness anymore when I'm seated at the table of the Lord. Carried to the table of the Lord. I was carried to the table, seated where I don't belong. I was carried to the table. Swept away by his love. And I don't see my 
brokenness anymore. When I'm seated at the table of the Lord, and I don't, and I don't see my brokenness anymore. When I'm seated at the table of the scattered by the fall broken and forgotten feeling lost and all alone summoned by the king into the master's courts and lifted by the savior and cradled in his arms The table of the Lord. If you know what's singing out, I was carried to the table, seated where I don't belong. I was carried to the table. away by his love 
and I don't, and I don't see my brokenness anymore. When I'm seated at the table of the Lord, and I don't see my brokenness anymore. When I'm seated. anymore when I'm seated at the table of the Lord I'm carried to the table the table the table of the Lord and you'll sit at that table continually it says it three times Never leave you, never forsake you. The table of the Lord. And I don't. And I don't see my brokenness anymore. When I'm seated at the table of the Lord. And I don't see. And I don't see my brokenness anymore When I'm seated at the table of the Lord I'm carried to the table The table of the This song is about me. Anybody else feel that way? Come on, Jesus, you're wonderful. Lord, lift all the residue, all the pain, all the brokenness, the lameness, that which was so demoralizing and degrading. Lift it now. You died. You were crucified, Lord, for that very thing. You know what it's like because you were crucified you were made lame we could say it that way because of our sin not yours you didn't even do anything wrong yet you willingly submitted your life became a ransom for us you became a propitiation for our sin and you washed us and you cleansed us and you made us new 
2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, you brought us out, Lord. You made us even into new creatures, new creations in Christ. For any man who's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the lameness is gone, the Lodabar, the shame is gone. And we are made new creatures instantly in the spirit but Lord that has to work out into our soul and our mind Lord our emotions our memories every hurtful memory we pray right now we pray healed in Jesus name some of you need to forgive people I mean those who did things to you you don't forgive them and you'll never be healed of that that wound you will never be healed of the person you don't forgive Unforgiveness is our very sad human attempt to try to get back at somebody. You need to let it go and realize that Jesus was crucified for that very thing. You say, well, that, that's kind of hard. Yes, especially when it's something like date rape or molestation, especially when it's the unthinkable, unmentionable things that take place, sad to say, in this broken world of ours. that's when you forgive through the cross you look at the cross of Jesus and you realize man he was crucified for me that very thing he was crucified for and it's an act of your will you don't have to feel like it you don't have to feel like you want to forgive him that feelings have nothing to do with it it's an act of obedience for in the word it says if you don't forgive another then your sins remain Uh, We don't like that, but that's what it says. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins or our trespasses as we forgive those who sinned against us. So you really don't have an option. If you want to be forgiven, you're going to have to forgive your dad, your mom. Your brothers, your sisters, your ex-husband, your ex-wife, your old girlfriend, old boyfriend, the drug dealer, whatever it is, the government, your former pastor. Maybe you have to forgive me. I don't know. If I did, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You got to live a life of forgiveness. You got to live in a place of forgiveness. And I don't. I don't see my brokenness anymore. Come on, if you need to forgive somebody, just do it right now. Say their name right when out loud. I forgive. I forgive. Boom. Fill in the blank. Be released right now. And I don't see my brokenness anymore. When I'm seated at the table of the Lord, and I don't see. And I don't see my brokenness anymore When I'm seated at the table of the Lord I'm carried to the table The table of the Lord I was carried to the table Heal the brokenhearted all across this place. Those online, those 
listening. Heal broken hearts. Restore relationships. Heal every wound. Every wound be healed. Pastor Ann, the Lord says he's bringing you into a season of great miracles. It's going to be financial miracles and miracles of healing. There's coming a homecoming to, uh, to Oahu. Uh, even to some of the small groups, there's coming a return of those who used to go there, but to the, the church and even some key people that had left. There was misunderstanding and things that happened, but they charged it to the, to the heart of the work. They charged, they charged what happened to the heart of Oahu, to the heart of leadership, but it wasn't a charge. It shouldn't have been charged to the heart. It should have been charged to the head. It was a, a, a thing that happened that there was misunderstood by some, and the, there, the, there came some loss. In a, years ago, even a season, many seasons ago, but I see people being brought back by the very hand of God. They're coming from the north, south, east, and the west, the prayer meetings, and the times of intercession, the calling in the harvest. As you stand and you command the harvest with Pastor Joshua at the, at the helm, doesn't that sound great? Pastor Joshua there at, at the lead. I'm going to bring in a mighty harvest. And I see even TV. There is a place of television that needs to be broadcasted over that island that's going to reach people. It's going to reach people. Just get started. Tell Pastor Josh, get started. Get going. Just, just get going. I'll make the way. I'll, I'll provide. I'll do the whole thing. It doesn't have to be all perfect. It's more perfect than you know. It's a homecoming, a great release of miracle, healing, power, and provision for you personally, but also for the house, a great homecoming. Lord, we thank you for Pastor Ann. We thank you for a woman who's dedicated her whole life to serving you. Who's worked tirelessly, Lord. Poured out, Lord. I bless her as I know you have. Refresh her and strengthen her, Lord. What a powerful service. Give your heart to Jesus before we close. If you've not done that, won't you do it now? Don't don't wait. I mean, what would you wait for? You're not promised another day. I mean, it's a gift right now. We hope that you live and fulfill all of your days, but no man knows our knows the time. No man. Man is given but one life to live, and after that, the judgment is what the New Testament says. Or if you're not right with God, won't you give your heart to Him for the first time or make a recommitment? If that's you, just pray right out loud. Come on, you want to give your heart to Jesus. Want heaven to be your home. Want your sins forgiven. Pray with me. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash me, cleanse me, and make me new. Thank you for loving me and for hearing my prayer. Amen. 
Lift your hands, won't you, all across this place. Holy Spirit, fill each and every one. Holy Spirit, touch right now. Holy Spirit, touch each and every one. Come on, just a moment longer. Pray in your heavenly language if you have that freedom. If you don't, ask God to give it to you right now. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to do this walk with Jesus. Come on, pray in the Spirit right now, saints. Come on, brothers and sisters, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not filled with the Spirit, be filled right now. In Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Spirit. The evidence is speaking in tongues. Be baptized right now in Jesus' name. Be filled right now in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be free. God, we give you praise. We give you glory for what you've done tonight. Oh, you're wonderful, Jesus. Oh, you're wonderful, Lord. Come on, put your hands together for God. Take someone by the hand. Pastor Ann, would you close us tonight? Glory to God. Father, we thank you so much for this awesome service and your wonderful presence. Lord, we pray your blessing on your people. May they be head and not the tail. May their homes be filled with your peace and your joy, your supernatural provision, oh God. Lord, I pray wherever they go throughout the day, may your name be exalted and glorified. And may we take territories this week for the kingdom of God everywhere. And may we see Alaska saved for the glory glory of God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night. Wednesday night will be continuing a series called Obliterating Your Idols. You don't want to miss it. Wednesday night we'll be here. Bring friends. Pack the place out. Miracle signs and wonders. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.